الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد أرسلنا إلى أمم من قبلك فأخذناهم بالبأساء والضراء لعلهم يتبرعون صدق الله العظيم Respected listeners of Marqa's Sahaba online Currently we are well aware it is on the minds on the tongues of many South African Muslims the plight that we find ourselves in, the condition so long ago in the KZN area in Johannesburg, etc. We had the unrest, the looting, and we find that from that time, crime has been on the increase. When to add to that, we find kidnappings by and large of Muslims, children, men, and this has left us with a lot of worry and concern. At the same time, when you look at the international community, look at our Muslims in Assam, in India, and when you look at Palestine, you look at the refugee camps, and wherever we look, we find some and some problem that the Ummah is beset with. And now, currently, many people are worried whether there's going to be another lockdown, and especially with the mandatory vaccine on the cards, what is going to happen? Now, my time is very, very short, and I will try and put it into an action. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us believers. Whatever conditions befall us, whatever conditions we face, these are all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in every condition, there is goodness for a Muslim. We need to understand that. In aswabat wa shakar If goodness comes to us, if we are experiencing good conditions, then that is good for a Muslim if he shows appreciation and he is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the difficulty comes to him and he is patient, she is patient over the difficulty, then there is goodness for a believer in that situation. Allah is in complete control. What Allah wants us to do is in all these situations, that we should place our trust in Allah. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُتَوَكِّلُونَ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should the believers place their trust. أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ عَبْدَهِ Two days ago I came across this ayat and it really struck me. Allah is saying to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in one qira'ah, in one recitation, أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ عِبَادًا Is Allah not sufficient for you, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And O, the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is Allah not sufficient for you? Allah is sufficient for us. In all conditions, against all difficulties and all odds, Allah is sufficient for us. And very quickly before I go into the topic, Ibrahim alayhi wa sallam, he is tied up. And he is being thrown into a raging fire. Only believer on the face of the earth. And his entire family, people, the king of the time against him. We talk about being between a rock and a hard place. There was no escape for Ibrahim salam. Some of us feel that uh, what should we do? Where should we run? How should we come out of the situation? So can we imagine the situation that Ibrahim salam was in? But in that situation, 
you gain guardianship from Allah. What he said? He told the angels also that the fact that Allah is aware of my situation is enough for me. Hasbi Allah. Quran says, Qul Hasbi Allah. Say Allah is enough for me. Say Allah is enough for me. So Hasbi Allah. Musa alayhi salam, and then obviously we know the fire didn't burn Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him. Allah protected him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turned that whole situation in his favor. Musa alayhi salam, he comes to the ocean with the Bani Israel. Behind him is the army of your own. What he tells the people, they are worried, they are perplexed. What should we do? What are we going to do? They are going to kill us now. Inna la mudrakun. So, Musa alayhi salam said, Kalla. It will never happen when Allah is on our side. Inna ma'ya rabbi sayahdeen. Allah is with me and Allah will show me the way out of the situation. Allah will guide me out of the situation. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is in the cave of Taw. There is a bounty of a hundred camels on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's head, dead or alive, on Abu Bakr radiallahu's head. Abu Bakr radiallahu naturally he became worried when he saw the feet of those that were looking, the bounty hunters that were looking for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Abu Bakr radiallahu. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say? La tahzan. Don't be worried. Don't be sad. Don't be scared. Inna Allah ma'ana. Allah is with us. So Allah says, Alayhi sallahu bikafin abda. Is Allah not sufficient for his slave? Wa yukhawifunaka bin ladhina min duni. They make you scared of all the idols. That our idols will do this and our idols will do that. And in today's time, the idols have changed forms. The governments of the world, what they're going to do. And the people... Uh, from behind the scenes, what they are planning and they are plotting to do. وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهِ If we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with us, then Allah's plan will reign supreme. But we need to have Allah on our side. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a universal solution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a recourse. We say we are helpless. We don't have the force. We don't have the numbers. We don't have the strength. Whether it is in terms of crime, or in terms of the evil forces of this world and the plots and deploys, or with regards to these kidnappings, or whatever the situation may be, the international plight of the Muslim Ummah, what can we do? Allahu Akbar, very quickly, respected listeners, I'm going to take us through a few ahadith, maybe one or two incidents if time permits, and then we will look at some... Uh, uh, we will conclude with some advices, inshallah, of what we can do in this regard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, beloved listeners, has given us the recourse of dua. Allah has given us dua. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that dua is your weapon. فَإِنَّ الدُّعَى إِلَاحُ الْمُؤْمِنِ Look at how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains, he says to the sahaba, Shouldn't I show you something that will save you from your enemies? Now we are afraid of our enemies. They are breaking into our homes. They are hijacking us. They are kidnapping our brothers, our sisters, our children. We are worried about crime. We are worried about what is going to happen, what the, 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 the evil forces of the world are planning and plotting. Because we are seeing things that we never saw in our lives before. What is going to happen? 
Nabi says, shouldn't I show you something that will save you from the enemies and increase your sustenance? What is that? That is, تَدْعُونَ اللَّهَ فِي لَيْلِكُمْ وَنَهَارِكُمْ That you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously, day and night. So indeed, dua is the weapon of a believer. So I will recite the Surah An'am verse 42. Surah 6 verse 42. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We send prophets to the nations before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we seize them with hardships and suffering. Allah explain Allah gave sickness, Allah gave diseases, Allah gave plague, Allah gave poverty and difficulties. And why does Allah do this? Because Allah's mercy, لَعَلَّهُمْ Because Allah wanted them to cry and to humble themselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted them to cry and to humble themselves. About two years ago, I just came across it uh, again on my on my phone, where a person had a dream of Hazrat Mawlana Yunus Ali. And Hazrat Mawlana at that time, he mentioned that looking at the conditions that are facing the Muslims and globally the conditions and how things have changed, Mawlana said, I am crying, you must also cry. I am crying, and tell the people that they must also cry. So we have to turn to Allah in earnest dua, and this dua will be our protection. This will ward off enemies. This will be the weapon that will not fail us. Every other weapon, every other means can fail us. But never will dua fail us. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that dua will benefit us in those situations where something has already occurred. And now we ask Allah to make it easy for us to remove the difficulty. And it will even help a person if something didn't even occur yet, and you make a dua for protection, for example, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the heart of these people between his fingers. Allah can put all their hearts. Allah can turn them away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can, can, can make their decisions go against them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make decisions go in our favor, depending on what we are concerned about. One beautiful hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Protect your wealth through discharging the zakat. In fact, very quickly, there is one hadith that says that sometimes conditions come because of our actions. Number one, drought will come when we hold back the zakat. Number two, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the constant rise in the prices of commodities, sexual prices and food prices, which is one of our concerns because of cheating and corruption, in whatever form it, it may be, that we are not fulfilling the trust, whether we are at the workplace, whether we are using someone else's item or whatever way it may be, cheating and corruption. And plagues will come because of fahisha, because of immorality, because of immodesty. As Mufti Sahib spoke about it shortly before this program. Continuing with the hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, And treat your sick with sadaqah. Yeah, again, because of limited time, there is so much I want to say. But very quickly, sadaqah, Many of us perhaps do not give uh, that importance to sadaqah as we ought to give it. If we open a book called The Virtues of Sadaqah, we'll understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in sadaqah. And sadaqah doesn't mean that I must only give thousands and thousands of rands or hundreds and hundreds of rands. No, because can afford a few rands also and give that in sadaqah. That is treatment. It is such a treatment. No medicine of the world can compete with sadaqah. This is an insurance also. This is also our medical aid as well. 
and this will be a barrier between us and difficulties. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Badiru bi sadaqa." That hasten to give sadaqa because fa'inna al-balala yatahtaha. No calamity can go ahead of that sadaqa. That sadaqa will prevent that calamity. So treat your sick with that sadaqa. It also repels diseases. It removes an evil, an evil that, and it cools Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's anger. So sadaqa. And then the topic that we are discussing was taqbilu amwaj al-bala bil-du'a wa tabarro, and face the waves of calamities. We're talking about the first wave, and we're talking about the waves of crime that we are getting. And now in the December period, we know these waves of crime increase, and then we have these different difficulties that are coming to the ummah. Istakbilu. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, face the waves of 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 trial and tribulation. Bid-du'a wa tabarro. In turning to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, in crying and imploring Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in humility, Allah give us tawfiq that we wake up at the time of the Hajjud and we do the two rakat salah and we beg and we implore Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to have our needs needs fulfilled. We find in the annals of history and in the lives of Sahaba, two rakats of salah and du'a was enough for them to get their needs fulfilled. On one occasion, Hazrat Anas radiallahu needed rain. He put his musalla down. He made du'a. He made du'a. He made du'a. He read salah until Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had sent the rain. And we find that there were children that were kidnapped in the past. One child of his father was kidnapped. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Send a message to him to recite La Hawla wa La Quwwata illa Billah excessively." You also recite Alhamdulillah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had made it such that the child escaped, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala brought him safely home. There is an incident also of a mother that came to an Imam of Hadith in her time, Baki ibn Mahlad, the student of Imam Ahmad rahmatullahi, and she begged him for help. He said, "Go, I'll make du'a." He made du'a. The mother made du'a. A few days later, the child came home and explained the miraculous way of how he escaped and how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made a way. Actually, he didn't even escape. The shackles came loose, and they were forced to bring him back to the Muslim land. And that was the time when du'a was being made. So Allah subhanahu wa taala can take us out of our difficulties. Incidents are replete where Sahaba radiallahu anhum, where they were hijacked, where they were facing a staring death in the eye, but they called unto Allah subhanahu wa taala after two rakats of salah, and Allah deputed an angel also to assist them and help them. Allah will definitely answer our du'as. Ulama explained that there are three ways that Allah subhanahu wa taala can answer our du'as. Number one, Allah can give us what we ask for. Number two, Allah subhanahu wa taala can store it for us, and we will receive the reward on the day of Qiyamah. Number three, this is important in the current situation. The du'a you are making will be used to ward off some difficulty and some calamity. So that du'a is not at a loss. We will definitely see the reward of the du'a. Allah loves to be asked, and Allah will surely answer. Allah says, "Astajib, astajib lakum," that I. Uh, only lakum, ask me and call unto me, then I will respond to you. Now in the last two, three minutes that I have, I will just give some advice in what forms we can make this dua. Number one, Nabi said, Man al istighfar, the person that continuously makes istighfar. Allah will make a way out for him or her, out of every difficulty. Every every corner that they are in, Allah will make a way out for them, even if it seems impossible. 
ومن كل هم فرجا out of every grief and depression Allah will take them out and Allah will sustain them from an avenue that they never even imagined that's one so a lot of istighfar inshallah at least two three hundred times a day and in every dua we make istighfar sincerely from the bottom of our heart secondly excessive durood sharif upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one sahabi lengthy hadith eventually he said all that the, the time I have dedicated for dua was beside durood sharif Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said if you do that Ivan Allah will take care of all your problems Allah will take care of all your worries and Allah will forgive you Rasul so excessive durood istighfar and durood then there are certain forms of imploring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from Quran and Hadith Number one, what is beautiful uh, ayat of the Quran also, and a beautiful way to implore Allah, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. To say, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Allah is enough for us, and Allah is the best of protectors and guardians. Inshallah, no harm will come to us. If you look at the ayat, the subsequent words, And this also we find in the hadith also encouragement to recite this dua, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. That is one. And from the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we're leaving home, Bismillahi, tawakkaltu ala Allah. I, I refer to these as the three Bismillahs. Very quickly, Bismillahi, tawakkaltu ala Allah, la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. That in the name of Allah, I place my trust in Allah, and there is no power to do good or strength to uh, abstain from evil, except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An announcer announces that you have been guided, and you have been protected, and you have been sufficed for. So this person will be under divine protection, that is one. Secondly, the Sahabi said, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu I'm worried about my life, my dream, my family, my wealth. Nabi Sallallahu said, recite, Bismillahi ala dini wa nafsi wa waladi wa ahli wa mali. Alhamdulillah, when he recited this after a few days, Allah Ta'ala took care of his worries and concerns, and the feeling Allah Ta'ala took it out of his heart, that feeling of worry and uh, anxiousness. Thirdly, every morning and evening, after Fajr and after Maghrib, this hadith, Allahu Akbar, is an amazing hadith. Bismillah al-Nabi, la yaburu ma'at min shi'un fi al-ardi, wa la fi al-sama'i, wa huwa al-sami'u al-alim. Bismillah al-Nabi, la yaburu ma'at min shi'un fi al-ardi, wa la fi al-sama'i, wa huwa al-sami'u al-alim. In the name of Allah, the, the one who nothing can harm with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name in the heavens or in the earth, and Allah is the one that is all hearing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that is all knowledgeable. Allah will protect us. It is mentioned that the narrator of the hadith, that mentioned the hadith, someone was looking at him because he saw that he had a stroke, but he's telling us that no harm will come to us. So he explained and he said, that the day I never read this dua was the day I got the stroke. The day I never read this dua was the day I got the stroke. We need to place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in final dua. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq with these few words. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.